Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. We're back! Did you miss us? I hope everybody had a good holiday and everybody did what like I posted and celebrated the new year with Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> oh, God. I was kind of hoping that Redneck was dead. Nope, just lost his legs. No, Lieutenant Dan got new legs. Well, at least that won't decompose in the grave. But anyway, uh, how was your new year, guys? You guys have a good time? Sure. Go out. I know what JT did. Watched movies and shit. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Yep, pretty much. Jameson and Jameson, um, Castmates IPA edition. I went to a show that I promoted. Really? Yeah. I never heard about that. Not yeah. a single time. I, I'm sure you didn't. It I, I, I really slacked on promoting this on social media because I didn't want to bug you. <laughs> yeah, it was nice of you to do that. I appreciate that. That's so actually because I, I didn't follow you. <laughs> I got social fixer blocked for the keywords for your radio station. Oh, good. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about you anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't work on tablets, which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah, I'm going to start reporting it, though, for spam. It's going to be awesome. It's going to hate you. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm not... I'm not Mama always says stupid is stupid does. But I, I'm not saying Janae's a gold digger, but he didn't want to marry me until I was like a gazillionaire and all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That was for the silence, right? The awkward silence. Yes, it was. It was very much for the awkward silence. Good. Uh, board wrestling fan, we're dead air lit. Exactly. You know, I've been asked to. Uh, I've been asked to uh, do the show on Facebook Live. Um, and on top of that, to post it to YouTube every week. And I'm like, dude, do you realize how shitty of an idea that really is? <laughs> Well, you're the talent of this program. Come on, you can do it. You can do four things at once. Come on. I wouldn't even have to really do anything extra other than upload it to YouTube and like maybe click a button on Facebook or something. But it's just like, like I, I get that that would like give notification every time that we're going live. You know what I mean? So we would get listeners to the show that are that may be interested. I don't know, but whatever, man. We got we, we got our people that listen. Anybody that hasn't discovered us by now, don't give a shit about us. Yeah, I, I'm not plugging again today because I'm skipping out on an 11-year-old's birthday party. So, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I was actually supposed to go yesterday, but, you know, this, um, whatever winter hurricane, whatever they want to, they, they, whatever the, the meteorologist called it, um, you know, because we've been basically, today's the warmest day we've had since Friday. And like yesterday was horrid. Oh yeah. And yeah. Day after we had yesterday. Yeah. And the thing is, is you know, I had to go up north 
where it was even worse than it was here, it, you know, and I'm like, nah, it, it ain't happening. I'm like, I, I, I went and I texted my nephew's mom, and I'm like, look, I'll mail him his his birthday card. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to make it. So, and you know, I haven't talked to you guys in two weeks, so no, I, I got, I gotta come, I gotta be here with you guys, and not, not, um. Not 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 an hour away. Not an hour away. Bored at eleven year old's birthday party. I mean, that does beg the question of how was you guys this Christmas? I mean, we talked about our New Year's. But we <laughs> it's been before Christmas that we were on the on the air. Actually, it was funny. I, mine was kind of just kind of chill. Well, I chill. I played chill out last year. I went to three places on Christmas Eve, and this year I only went to one. I handed my brother my mom's gift. I'm like, here you go. I didn't even visit my mom. Oh, jeez. Like, here, here, here's here's her birth. Here's here's her Christmas present. Um, so um, my um, so on Christmas Eve, I'm at my uncle's house, and he's that he 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 celebrates with his in-laws, and you know we're all invited anyway because you know it's family, and my aunt's sister goes to me. She goes, you know what, John? Um. You know where you need to meet women? You need to come with me to church to meet women. <laughs> <laughs> I got offered to be a wingman. My, 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 my wait, 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 wait. Okay, continue. <laughs> my, aunt's, my aunt's sister offered to be my wingman at church. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, I would, it would be a seriously considerable option had... had had they not be the they that family not be the psychotic type and go every single day of the week, but you know I I I, I politely you said thanks but no thanks because I, I I'm not you know what like say it's one thing once a week I don't even go to church I don't go to I I, I go to church maybe for funerals and and um weddings that's it I don't mm-hmm. do any of that other stuff I I couldn't even don't even know if I could put up a fake front even do it but it, but I, I you know maybe once a week the, the once a week thing would be one thing but i would not 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 with anybody that goes seven days a week sorry christianmingle.com <laughs> now with more jt <laughs> <laughs> so that was my christmas in a nutshell jeez <laughs> okay we had a good time at church right on <laughs> yeah i uh i didn't do shit for christmas i had my kid i gave her a hundred dollar gift card like i usually do that was pretty much it. I think I actually spent Christmas at my girlfriend's house. There you go. So, yeah, that was something. Yeah, good time at church as well. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I put on I put on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, you know, greatest Christmas movie of all time. And um and of course fall asleep through it. <laughs> of course. What else oh, do you do I during wish- movies? And I officially watched wrestling on Christmas because um, Psych movie. I watched the Psych movie, oh. which had um, Charlotte Flair and John Cena in it, so that counts as wrestling. Watching wrestling. Uh, oh. Cena was on an episode of Psych before once too. Yeah, I know. He's so this, um, Cena, um, The Miz has been on. There's a few W. They did a WWE themed episode. Where they were like, well, they were watching the Royal Rumble, and it had something to do with the Royal. Rumble. I think the Big Show, the Big Show's even been on it. Oh. So they they bunch they've been a dub, bunch of WWE guys on, on um on that on that show during its run. Cool. 
Yeah, I didn't watch that for Christmas, so. Well, it wasn't on Christmas Day, was it? It was actually it was actually December seventh. I just kind of um, DVR'd it and it was on my DVR. I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. It's Christmas. It's Christmas morning. There so, you go. That's the first thing I would think of on Christmas morning for sure. Well, it was supposed to be. I was told it was supposed to be a Christmas movie, but there was nothing very Christmassy about it. Yeah. Oh, false advertising. Yeah. That sucks. They ruined Christmas, those fuckers. Yeah. No. No, they no, totally no. ruined it. No, because they did the they did the new Psych Office like um, another Christmas movie, Gremlins. The the Chinese the the, the guy that sells um, um Billy's Gizmo. father his, yeah yeah Gizmo. Yeah, they did the they did the new Psych Offices like like that store. So yeah, you know. Uh, I used to watch something Christmassy. That's cool. Oh, I, I, I don't think I watched any Christmas movies this year at all. I watched, I watched, like, bits and pieces of shit, but I never actually sat down, started, and finished a Christmas movie. Oh, I, I watched a bunch of them. I watched Bad Santa, because Bad Santa had to be watched. Um, Die Hard, because that had to be watched. Um, I watched Trading Places, that had to be watched. Um, what other ones did I watch? I, I went through my... I watched Gremlins, that had to be watched. I watched, you know, even though I admitted I slept through half of it, I did still, you know, I, there was. I had to watch Christmas Vacation. Didn't, yeah, didn't, saw, didn't, saw didn't, didn't, didn't get didn't get to kiss save Santa Gene Simmons. Like, <laughs> there you go. Uh, my my Christmas was normal outside of the weather. My car broke down on Christmas Day. That was awesome. Oh, that's always wonderful. And my alternator went in the highway. All my oh, lights were flashing. Power steering's gone. It would have been too bad, but it was negative forty one outside. I was fucked. Actually, now that I think about it, but I was gonna say I've had that happen, just not in that bad of weather. Yeah, well, we had we had a cold snap. The guy, the one you guys are getting now, the, the Alberta Clipper, you guys call it or whatever, probably the tail end of what we had. Right. So we had all like for that week. Um, I mean, the holiday was fine. All the holiday shit was cool. It's just the car thing was just kind of like ah, fuck off. So I got a towed on Boxing Day. And, uh, yeah. It, bunch of work done i pretty much was stuck in home for a week i didn't mind though i didn't really want to go out i was kind of done with working so <laughs> timing kind of worked out in a way when i wanted to not go to my night job and i couldn't <laughs> so i wasn't really too upset outside of spending the money on the car of course but eh, whatever I, uh... work, I didn't die oh you know I mean, I, that's that's the thing when your alternator goes your power steering your anti-lock brakes oh, yeah. you're driving at night and you're kind of like oh Okay, this isn't good. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I I worked overnight on Christmas Eve, and then I... Uh, the fun part was trying to get an Uber the next morning. Yeah, because it's fucking Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Me? Who the fuck's working Christmas? Right, so it was hard <laughs> to get an Uber, because uh, I went to my girlfriend's house right after. So um, my coworker was getting an Uber in, and he was having trouble finding an Uber, so he's like, I guess I'm just going to walk. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> And then he texts me back. He's like, I got an Uber. I'm like, good, tell the guy to wait outside. And I will, like, get an Uber as soon as you walk in the door. So I happened to get the same guy that he got. Um, and, and luckily got where I was going. And then trying to get home, or trying to get back to work Christmas Eve or Christmas night was uh, almost as difficult. Managed to find a guy pretty easily, but... Still sitting there like, okay, you know, it's 10 o'clock. Let me see how long it'll take me to get an, <laughs> to get an Uber or a Lyft or whatever. 
Because you know there's only, like, one guy out in the entire, like, yeah. county. It is fucking Christmas, so. Yeah. But if you were kinda... in Syracuse, you probably could have got my brother. Yeah? Is he out driving? Oh, yeah, he would have, he, he, he would have, he would have probably done it for, for Christmas Eve. Okay. And why not make money when there's nobody else out stealing your business, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I mean, you know, and, and luckily, you know, I, like I said, I got, I, I locked out getting to and from work. But, uh, I don't gotta worry about that no more. I only work two days a week now. <laughs> Yay. Including Sundays for some reason. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I gotta do something about that because I can't, like, I don't want to work Super Bowl Sunday or Royal Rumble Sunday. Yeah. I don't think your boss is on the show. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get an answer for you. No, I don't think I'm going to get an answer from you guys, but I'll get an answer from him this week. I'll just tell him, dude, I can't work these two particular Sundays. I give all of you guys permission to take Sunday off. It's cool. Yay! Nice. Are you... I usually have Sundays off. Well, now you have my permission, and that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Noise. <laughs> well, I, I have international jurisdiction here, man. That's cool. I got this all sorted out. Don't worry, your boss will know, I swear. Just don't show up. It's cool. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, my boss will know. Yeah, my, my boss is like he knows all. He scheduled me New Year's Eve, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" Because I had told him prior to that, like, you have to kill me, stuff me, and stick me up at the front desk to yeah, get me to work New Year's. Call you in, huh? That's awesome. So he scheduled me, and I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> and then the next time I saw him, I'm like, "So, uh, you know, I don't know how you plan on killing me, but uh, that's the only way you're getting me here because I'll be at Stamps on Sunday." And he's like, oh no no no, you're you're not on the schedule on Sunday. I look at the schedule. I'm like, dude, my name is right there with three to with, with eleven p.m. written on it. Like, he's like, no 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 no. I just threw together a quick schedule. You're not working Sunday. Like, oh okay, good. I better not be because I ain't gonna be here. <laughs> so yeah, there's that fun bullshit again that I quit in the first place to get away from. <laughs> yeah, well. Money talks. So says JT's record collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I do have the G the Gene Simmons solo record. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, the fir the first one, the Kiss one, not the second one. I was making an ACDC reference, but sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got three of us at their Christmases, so how about Noise and, nice and Coaster? Talk. <laughs> well, you guys are doing so well with that. <laughs> well, I can tell you what Coaster did then if you won't. <laughs> this is where you talk, dude. I'm sure you can take a guess. Well, I know Coaster texted me last week, so let's see. Let's go into JT's. I can see dirty secret text from Coaster. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. Oh no! Oh no! He was just at a family party last week. That's all. 
<laughs> as far as Christmas went, I just, you know, drinking with my folks. That's, that's kind of a thing that we do. Well, yeah, that's, that's, a, I, I was drinking with my family too. I actually got some, somewhat buzzed at one point because I just kept drinking and drinking and drinking. But then, like, I'm like, oh, I got to stop. I got to drive home. Yeah, I crashed at the, uh, the old man's house, so it wasn't driving. <laughs> yeah, I found out that uh, Ronchata mixed with uh, Fireball kind of tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh. Oh, you're just finding that out? I've known that yeah. for like two years now. I had no idea. Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yep. So I'm told. <laughs> so how does Noiseland celebrate the holidays? Noise? Noise? Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> just tired. Oh, you partied so hard. Are you still partying? You still tired? <laughs> a week later. Damn. Yep. I need to get over to Britain, man. Uh huh. So I just had dinner with my sister and played, and played with my nieces a bit. I made a Lego. That was cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with making Legos. No, not at all. I have a bunch of unopened Legos I have to make. Ooh, Lego. It's kind of funny because it was Lego for kids, so the instructions are really simple. It's like a 20-page booklet, and each page is just a picture of what you put into what. <laughs> and the kids still couldn't do it. <laughs> Noise is like, I got this. I feel smart. <laughs> I can make Lego. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get any Legos, but I got a bunch of pop vinyls, which was Ooh. pretty cool. I almost caved and bought the Metallica ones because I saw most of them at Target last week. Oh. Uh, ah. I'd you for that, but I've got a few. Not Metallica. Well, I, yeah, I, I do, too. I, go ahead. Oh, I finally got me the, uh, got, got the uh, Godzilla one. Ah. I got a, I got a, I got, let's see, what ones do I have? I've got a Darth Vader one that looks like Stewie Vader. Um, it might be Stewie Vader. I'm not even sure. I think, it, but I think it's Darth Vader. But it's a bobblehead. It's kind of a bobblehead too. But it looks like Stewie Vader. I have um, a Pennywise the Clown one. I have a Voltron one. Um, let me see. Let me go in the office because I'm not in the office anymore. I'm watching the Bills game. Oh, it's okay, and, man. Let's take a look. Let's, but we're going live into JT's office right now. Oh, look, this is, by the way, the first time in the history of board wrestling fan that we can say we're watching a Bills game this late into January. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have it on till the hockey game starts in a few minutes. Yeah, my 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 nephew, my nephew, my oldest nephew wasn't even born the last time the Bills were in the playoffs. Oh, he <laughs> caught the ball, dude. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think they could do that. <laughs> That's I what, thought that was that, one of the points of the game. I, I well, this is Buffalo we're talking about. So. Oh, I was almost. No, oh. that was almost an oh. interception. Yes, it was. That was almost called an interception. Well, I, I, know, I just call, I think I'm a second or two behind you guys. Ninety-five percent of the time, I, I do not understand. Well, it's like baseball. Like I understand how the sport plays. I used to play these sports, 
I, I just don't I, like I watching I thought it was illegal to not support the home team, so why is Joe not in prison? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, technically, you should uh, you go ahead for me, me too, because I don't support, support the home team. Remember, I got my head shaved because of these bills because I don't support them. So well, you, you're from Syracuse, though. You're fine. Yeah, yeah but, but the bills still, technically, technically, the bills you should are technically the, the Syracuse Syracusians. So, well, so the bills play in a town no. called Orchard Park, and Orchard Park is like maybe ten miles away from where I live. I live in Buff- I I live I live in Buffalo. They play in Orchard Park. Those are two separate cities. Therefore, they're not my home team. Now the Syracuse team is this, is called the Syracuse Orange Men, so we are technically the Orange. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that I know because of NCAA. Well, I don't know their shit if it's a team of umpalumpas. <laughs> yeah, trust me, we haven't had a football team since Don, Don, Donovan McNabb played, and the basketball team's gone to shits too. So, you know, yeah. oh, it's dear. hard. It's it's hard for Joe to root for the home team when the home team only is relevant every seventeen years. Yeah. It, it's almost yeah. It's almost eighteen years to the day right now yeah, the, of the last know. Bills playoff game, <laughs> which was no, the I, Music I, City I, Miracle I, I against the Tennessee. I, 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 I only watched an important game, so no, they said nineteen ninety nine. So technically, isn't that it was it was eighteen years? It was in no, it was in two thousand. No. It was the end of the ninety nine oh, okay. season. I had this yeah. discussion so with a coworker the other nephew, day. My nephew was born then because he was technically he he was born in nineteen ninety nine. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the last Bills home game was almost 18 years ago today. Like, like, like give or take a day or two. Uh, they played against the uh, Tennessee Titans in the Music City Miracle. Oh, yeah, that well, was the I one there. I tell the... you, I have nine nieces and nephews in all, and only three of them were born by that time. So six of the children in my life have never seen the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. This will be my kid's first uh, day of existence with the Bills in the playoffs. I remember my first beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too, actually. It was good. I remember my first beer. I was like six. Yeah, me too. I was like eight. <laughs> I was at a pub with my dad and he let me try it. Out. All I can say is that it was peel. It was, it was peels. Ooh. That's why I don't drink peels. <laughs> I was uh, I, I was like home and my mom gave me a sip of Budweiser. That was my first beer. <laughs> What was, was your first actual like start finish beer? <laughs> first start uh, f- start and finish beer? Yeah, sip, sip. I don't count sips, man. I, I, I geez, I have no idea. Probably, jeez, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I, 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 I definitely like this, but it was the school bus. I I had sips like as young as seven or eight, my dad. But I, my first actual like start finish beer was also the first time I ever got really drunk, and also the first time I ever got really hung over. That was that old teenage game of drinking a whole fucking lot. Uh, good game. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it Molson or Labatt? No, it, it was. It was not either. It was a. Uh, it was a malt beer, eighteen percent. Uh, yeah, forty. Uh, word. I was representing the mean streets of Calgary, yo. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what my first full beer was. All I can remember as I'm trying to think was like eighteen or nineteen was when I finally actually. Break a beer, and I want to say it might have been Killian's Irish Red. Ah, nice. My first one, like one that I finished, was a Corona with no lime, and it 
was gunkier than shit. <laughs> but I had a uh, Speaking of beer, going back to the uh, holidays, I had a uh, Utica club for the first time in a long time, and it wasn't bad. Now, were you very had it? What's that? You, were you drunk already when you had that beer, though? I had a decent buzz going. Okay. Because there is a bias there, you know. See, I do you know what hate... I'm saying. Like, you've had a couple, and then they start to all taste good. I'm trying <laughs> to remember. I, I had one. I think the. I think. I had, when I had I had one at the state fair a couple of years ago, and I think that one was wasn't bad. I didn't think it was that bad either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I wasn't drunk. I was one of my first ones at the fair. I was because we, you know, you know, you know, coaster. When you walk in the fair and you go to the you go to the left and you go to that 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 that, that restaurant that beer stand right there, they were yeah. selling it there. So I just went and grabbed. That was the first one we we were. That was our first stop. I'm like, I've never had you a club good club. Let me get one. <laughs> the, the last time I had it was. Uh was at a wedding reception years and years ago and it was on tap and it wasn't bad draft but like i've had it in cans before and it wasn't that great i didn't think but i don't know like this this time around you know i didn't think it was bad but yeah g made a good point you know i had a couple of drinks prior yeah Yeah. i'm not saying you were deceived or anything it's just my experience has always been like first couple beer and you really, your palate is, is fresh, and you're, you get a really good idea of what you're drinking. You get the taste, the aftertaste, the whole thing. If you're going on, like, one of those nights where you're having, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or, like, JT levels, like, 46 or something. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Um, that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, and then you stop, you stop tasting. I mean, you're, they're all, it almost becomes water cool. at some point. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that's kind of, like, was my experience with uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat and, he- and Heineken, you know? Yeah. My the first when I first my first when I was when he turned twenty one all those years ago, a long time ago, back in the dark ages, they threw me in a car and took me to Price Chopper, and I had to buy my first six pack of beer at like twelve fifteen on my twenty first birthday, and that was the first six pack of beer I bought was um Sam Adams Cherry Wheat, and I you know I'd had a few, and you know I I wasn't at JT level at that, and that was kind of one in my early days, and. You know, I was drinking, and I, you know, I, I had that. I'm like, hey, this is pretty damn good. You know, so I drank a couple, and then after my my 21st party, a few days later, I'm like, I'll go have one sober, and I'm like, wow, oh, this stuff's awful. <laughs> and they, they say it's the same experience with Heineken. Heineken, I can have if I've been drinking, I can drink it, but I can't go if, if I've had a few before, I can drink it, but then I can't go. I just can't go to start and drink Heineken and think it's a good beer because I just don't think it's very good. Right. Yeah, I really cannot think of what my first first like start to finish beer was because I drank liquor, like I would drink vodka or like whatever you know whatever was around. But I don't know if I ever actually drank a beer before I got into Think So Brain. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Yeah, I I, I got because I got sick off beer a few times when I was starting out. I I went like with hard liquor for a while before I got kind of got back on the saddle. So I can relate to that. I used to fucking hit rum like straight right off the bottle. Back when I was playing like high school punk band and shit, I had to fucking shit on stage. Just slides with the glass bottle on the face it was fun. Nice. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Uh, uh, I was I was I was that type of teenager, but I wasn't stupid into some of the guys in my band were into a little bit heavier stuff. I'm sure I told you about how the lead singer of my band dropped like three tabs of acid before one show. And, it was like crucifying himself on the stage. 
<laughs> it was it is yeah i remember that show that's good oh, stuff well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got everybody's uh new year's stories except for one i draw vader new year's stories huh? <laughs> yeah new year's uh, stories <laughs> does, does, well, does yours does yours happen to have a include a um member of a um uh, of a band that went was over in japan and created heavy metal apparently hey lou reed created heavy uh, metal i know um, what about gene simmons moon goose mcqueen created <laughs> heavy metal <laughs> Lou Reed created heavy metal. It's called Metal Machine Music. <laughs> but yeah, what what did Drow do over New Year's? Well, depending on what time zone you were in, my actual New Year's was spent you know, calming terrified pets because the people living on my street decided, hey, let's recreate the Battle of the Somme for no reason. What the <laughs> Fuck. Where do you live? I'm in. We're going back to like fucking like what 1915 and shit. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I gotta double check my fact on that one. Uh, my windows were rattling. It wasn't at all kind. To my critters. And, <sighs> uh, fucking off fighter. Continue. Go ahead. No, no, no rest was had at that point. Um. It was like firecracker nightmare. Oh yeah, it, it was. It was not good. It sounded like a war zone, and uh, well, I'm sure well, a lot of stuff was in my yard that I didn't get around to picking up. You still get bonus points for like pulling on a battle of the Somme reference. I think that's <laughs> a, that's the first on this show. Hey, historical references. Yeah, it's a deep cut. <laughs> how, how how dare you talk so history the history stuff on uh in Donald Trump's America? This is this is a podcast. You're not supposed to be learning on a podcast. I got a point. <laughs> uh, but uh, that didn't last too long because at six o'clock that morning I had called for a ride to take me to the airport for a 14-hour flight. That the last few hours of a 14-hour flight are pretty much one of the worst things that exists at all. Um, a 14-hour flight to go the wrong way? Isn't Japan pretty close to America on one side? Well, if you go across the Pacific, yeah, but... Now that's assuming you were in California or someplace to begin with, because it's about three hours, three between three and four hours from Houston to Los Angeles anyway. Um, I think when I went to L.A. before, <coughs> it was like three hours to fly. So that's an additional three hours to whatever it was, and it's not in a straight line. They curved up. We were... I was watching the flight map, and we were not that far below the Arctic Circle at one point. It was this arch up, and 
I'm sure that adds to it. The flight the, back the point was a couple of hours flying short. above everything is that you can go straight. You, you're above the clouds. There's no need for the scenic route. <laughs> you can't see shit. <laughs> well, well, I did not address America. this with the captain this time, but you know, that is a good point to perhaps <laughs> bring up in the future. Um, just, so, just, just point yeah. out Japan on a map and say, just go there. <laughs> here to here, straight line. Uh, well, I mean, they have two major airports, but Narita, the one that I landed in, is the big international airport. The problem is it's a lot further out. So if you know, landing at you know, Hameda, you're really, really close to Tokyo proper, but for Narita, you're not. But that's where most of the international flights go. So it's not like there was a whole lot of choice there. Um, so, after that landing, um, the whole hotel shuttle thing isn't really a thing over there, so you have to fight, figure out, okay, Train, bus, whatever. What am I going to take? What route am I going to take? Because you can't take a taxi. It would cost like between two and three hundred dollars American money to do that. And no. Oh. So, um, if, oh, and I suppose I should say all of this is on my Facebook feed, which I know Facebook is for everybody's grandmothers and stuff, which is why I put all my stuff on there so that people I work with can see it. Um, but I ended up taking a bus, which took like two hours to get from the airport to the vague proximity of my hotel. It wasn't to my specific hotel. So this bus drops me off at the Tokyo Dome Hotel, which was kind of the landmark for everything. It had been taking so long, and I was just absolutely wrecked physically, and the bus pulls in. It pulls in and parks right behind the New Japan Tour bus, where the entire roster is apparently going into the Tokyo Dome Hotel and registering for their room. And we're right behind them. So that was a silver lining. Um, and I did behave. I don't have any. So this is the story of how Drow got a restraining order. <laughs> no, man, that came later. But, uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of, it, it, it was like, you know, oh, yeah, went through a lot of shit to get here. Here's, you know, a reward for that. Okay, cool. I still couldn't find my hotel for other little bit because in Tokyo everything is side streets and curvy alleys and you go up and down hills and up and down stairs and you can't just put an address in Google Maps and go find it. You can try but it doesn't work that way. And I eventually found my hotel but uh, there, there was a Facebook group for people who were traveling to Wrestle Kingdom 12. And I kept asking them, some of them were staying at the same place, you know, okay, this is where I am, I don't see it, what's wrong? 
And one guy had given me accurate directions, but he had me facing the wrong way, and I was literally looking down the wrong alley, and the hotel wasn't there. (laughs) He's like, oh, you can't miss it. And I'm standing there going, I'm freaking missing it. I'm looking at nothing. I'm standing right here. And I'm the one who figured out, oh, I have to turn around from the Lawson shop and look down the other dark, curving alley. The whole time, you feel like you're places you aren't supposed to be. And there's something fundamentally creepy about going into convenience stores and immediately going down a very long staircase with a sign that says special prizes and an arrow pointing down. (laughs) You're just like, wait, I've seen this movie before. I don't want to do this. So uh, There's that kind of vibe about the whole thing. Um, but obviously the hotel was eventually found and uh, life went on from there so the the first and the second kind of blended together because even though I left on the first I landed on the second sort of like when I came back I landed in Houston before I left in Tokyo so that that was a very time lord kind of feeling I left at 1030 and I'm landing at 7.45 on the same day. First day of school is tomorrow. It's going to be very interesting. Well, I mean, somebody did suggest that you uh, you take a personal day. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the minor problem that they don't let you do that. The first day, you can't do it on Mondays or Fridays, like, anyway. And they won't approve it for the first day back from a major holiday, either. Fortunately, uh, though... Um, I mean, that didn't stop Matt Stryker. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. That was uh, <laughs> very true. Figured you'd appreciate that. Well, one plus, though, it's the first day. And so even though I have prepared nothing to actually give them. That whole first day is pretty much wasted anyway. So I'll just be wasted along with it and it won't be that big a deal. Movie day. Yeah, I know. I think it would be a problem if you turned up to work drunk. <laughs> it's only a problem if you let it happen. I mean, I mean and even then it's only a problem if you're not a coach. Yeah, I mean you just deal. just just show up and and hook your uh, computer up to the TV and be like this is what I did while I on my break, and show them uh, just just watch uh, watch Wrestle Kingdom. I seriously thought about doing that because it, it's a new semester, but most of the kids I had for sociology are staying for the psychology class spring. They just may not be in the same period, but most of them probably will be. So it's not going to be all new people. So they all know about it. So I was like. Okay, this is what I did, and I could totally get away with that because I'm in a portable outside of the building, and nobody ever comes looking for me. So there is that plus. So, uh, did you guys actually watch it? Yeah, I did. I just watched the highlights of uh, Omega and Jericho. I caught the tail end of uh, of of Cody Rhodes and uh, uh, Kodo Bushi. 
and I caught the entire Jericho Omega match, and I fell asleep during the entrances for the uh, Okada match. Because I watched it on Axis TV with Jim Ross and, and Josh, whoever the fuck, doing the commentary. Oh, no. Oh, it's funny because... Christ. No, listen. I, I watched. Oh, I watched Omega Okada with uh, with Kevin Kelly and uh, and uh, Don Callis, and then I caught the Axis broadcast last night, and I'm watching with Jr. on commentary, and they referenced Kevin Kelly trying to get out of the way of the table spot. So it was just weird because it's like, why is there English commentary here referencing the actual English commentary that took place during the broadcast? Like it's just it's like weird for me, but I had I I just got cable yesterday and I didn't realize that Axis was part of my uh, cable package, and I was flipping through channels and I was like, oh Aerosmith, so watch this Aerosmith concert and then it's like coming up, it's an eight hour marathon of the best of New Japan Pro Wrestling from 2017. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and it kicked off with uh with Omega versus uh, Ishi. Uh, from the from the G uh, from the G one uh, special in the USA that you were at, yeah, the they finals were doing, of there. Um, can't remember what all they said was going to be on it, but it was going to be just this marathon of stuff leading up to the actual show. Um, I am probably going to be very hostile toward Jr. and Josh Barnett on commentary for some time to come because it's bad enough what they did at the G1 shows in Long Beach. I mean, it was just unforgivably terrible. But then when they got called on it, they just doubled down on it. You know, and JR even said, I work for AXS TV. I don't work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'm like, well, I would think the TV station you work for would want you to make whatever's airing on said TV station not look like shit. <clears throat> but, you know, perhaps that's one of those uh, newfangled business ideas that he doesn't truck with. Uh, it was funny because were... during the ads, they're like, they're like, we're going to show Wrestle Kingdom 12 tonight with, J with Jim Ross and Jim Barnett. What's the guy's name? Josh, Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. Jim Ross and Josh Barnett, and it shows them like doing like a little like you know, like versus graphic kind of thing. Like, what the fuck? Like, are they that important to your TV show? <laughs> you know? Like, I love JR and I didn't mind him on commentary on any of the stuff I watched yesterday, but like, you know, I, I didn't understand the point of Kevin Kelly and Don Callis already did commentary for this show. In English. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I don't see the point of redoing the English commentary with different commentators in that situation, but it's a shame that Jimmy and Josh... Yeah, you've got me forgetting his name. Yeah, Josh and sorry. Jim aren't very good because I actually didn't like Don Callis. Oh, I he hate Don Callis. He was insufferable during oh. the Young Book match. He's awful. I mean, uh, He was fine for the rest of the show, but because he started it on such a low note, it just spoiled me when the rest see, of the show with him. See, I don't hate Don Callis though. Like, I, but that's because like I've seen when I'm many iterations. Guy talking about how bets are being taken on five star matches and how people are working the marks. I'm just like, shut the. Fuck okay, up. yeah, that would annoy me. I, I didn't care. Like, if, like if I said, I, I only wanted to see that kind of shit. I just go watch Mark Matten. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I only did. Shoot. 
<laughs> I only I only caught the Omega uh, in Jericho he, match. He was fine during those matches. Yeah. Because it started with the Young Bucks match, and he was such a cunt during that match. He kind of just spoiled the rest of it. Sure. And Maybe that's how just... he usually is most of the time. I mean, huh. he's supposed to be the color guy, but he's horrible. But I always hear people praise him. People were calling him their commentator of the year for last year. That wouldn't go well, that these far. Are the same, yeah, I'll tell you exactly who's saying that, and those are all the little Bullet Club fanboys who have their heads so far up <laughs> Kenny and the Young Bucks' collective asses that they don't know anything else that's going on on the show. Because... You really gotta go to Squirt Circle Jerk more. You're gonna love that place. <laughs> <laughs> I think she is Squirt Circle Jerk. You know, I, I, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the commentators, to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, I didn't see the whole show. I was originally going to, but the whole car breaking down thing for the week, I kind of had to reschedule what I was booked off. So I had to work those two days between the Wrestle Kingdom. So I only ended up watching uh, watched two, uh, I guess, co-main events, or whatever you want to call it. The real main event, and then the Jericho and uh, Omega match I watched. And then I just saw clips of the rest. I, just, I was too busy after that. Building, I've been building furniture in my basement, finally set it up in the last few days. And was, this morning it was like, I got up at 6 a.m. and I cleaned for like four and a half hours before the show. My, my place is really clean, though. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's I like what that. I've been doing all day is cleaning up my place, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was originally going to watch it this morning, but I realized, shit, like yourself, I'm, I'm back at work tomorrow, too. And if I don't get on it, I'm not going to get on it and... I've been putting off cleaning for the whole holiday because of all the furniture coming in and all the natural dirt's going to come with it. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it at the end, right? Uh, I kind of fucked myself for time. <laughs> oh, well. I, I did learn two very important things from Wrestle Kingdom that were quite surprising to me because I'm not keeping up in New Japan. Uh, apparently, Daryl is a father and he's also running a cat cafe in Poland. Huh, the cat cafe in Poland part I did not know about. I did know, um, well, because uh, yeah, one apparently... of them brought up that apparently he's managing a cat cafe in Reykjavik, which is in Poland, <laughs> which is in. I, I don't think you see the Poland or Iceland. It's somewhere, but he's running a cat cafe apparently, <laughs> and a dad. <laughs> which you know, it's really kind of brilliant when you think about it, because the only reason, I mean. I don't know this for sure, but yeah, the only reason Daryl even existed was Romu kept coming up with crazy ways to make himself just stay important when he didn't have the junior title or wasn't going after anything big in, in that sense. And now that he needs to put Daryl away, it's got a life of its own and he's got to have this whole storyline of, well, he's a family guy now and um, well, did did you catch that that was actually Daryl here in the luchador mask? Yeah, they 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 were asking why is the cat in a mask and what have we come to where we're discussing a stuffed cat in a mask? No, because he's training with CMLL. He's getting luchador <laughs> training. They didn't mention why he was in the mask. Though. I didn't That's know he was why training Darryl, to be a luchador. Daryl Jr. is training to be a luchador in CMLL right now. Oh, is that Daryl Jr. <laughs> yes. You, so. You know. So basically what you're so saying is... Is the original Daryl still dead? No. No, so he's the, the one who got... After he you know, was resurrected, he got yeah. married, had a, a kid, and is now 
doing a cat cafe <laughs> while his son carries on the name in Mexico underneath a mask. No, so he's he's actually being that's the story he's gonna be in CMML. So that's cool. He's gonna have the match with Mr. Money and Teddy Hart then? That's that's confirmed or no? Well, Fantastica Mania is coming up and a guest appearance would not be shocking. You see that they that's money, man. Like they have to do that. They have oh, to have Teddy Hart somehow get involved with this because I would watch the fuck out of Daryl versus Teddy Hart's cat. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that, that potential's there. Like, they could do it, so... I mean, I'm sure Teddy Hart's just still on the lamp. Rope in his corner as well. It would just be amazing. Yep. And uh, Mexico's the kind of place you can do that weird shit, and people will just accept it. Did right. someone say a tag match? Holla holla, players! Yeah, another interspecies tag match. Mm. Like when they said Natali was a different species. <laughs> Gotta lock that up. I'm gonna watch it. I already ordered the pay-per-view online, actually. <laughs> Hope it happens. Fantastic Mania, that's that. That's not this month, though, is it? That's uh, sp spring, isn't it? I don't remember, I don't right? remember when that is. I thought it was later this month or next. Yeah, I know it's it's soon, but Fantasticomania. Do what the old Wikipedia says, and then I'll edit it and change it to fuck someone over later. <laughs> uh, January twelfth through January twenty second. So yeah, five days. Everything's to be announced according to Wikipedia. So we'll have to see if that actually happens. But these oh, are all, right. yeah. Totally good. I didn't realize it was. Oh, I guess the last, yeah, last year it was. They expanded it to eight shows this year. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. No. <laughs> Somebody hung up over that. <laughs> yeah. Lost noise. We did. He hung up over G's bad joke. <laughs> I think he flew out to get to Japan real quick. He wants to see Teddy Hart, man. I guess. <laughs> I can't blame him. So was it worth the uh, the the long trip and the uh, not knowing what was going on half the time you were there? Uh, it, it it was well, yeah, it was totally worth it. It was so crazy in so many ways, and yeah, like I said on the Facebook post, there were a lot of things about just being over there that I really really liked. You know, everything from you know, how clean everything is to how quiet it is on public transportation, that everybody who works in service actually provides good service. Now, you've got to use the right word for it. People are not necessarily any nicer over there. They are simply much more polite over sure. there. Sure. different. Um, but... Uh, 
being able to get around was physically pretty easy. Um, it is super humbling to just not be able to function in a society and you know trying desperately to do so. Um, you know, you think you can just grab a couple of phrases and go, and you cannot, not at all. Um, and so, you know, it, it was definitely worth it just to go. Um, the, the, the trip back was a bit frightening when you have a list of the trains you're supposed to be on to get you to the airport by the time you have to be at the airport and you gradually discover shit I'm on the wrong one. Um Oh no. Oh yeah. I I don't know if not so <laughs> I get up at five in the morning Japan time because I've got to be at Naruda Airport by seven forty five, according to everything that I've been given. And it takes a while to get there. <laughs> So I had this route. I was like, okay, walk to this station, take this train, get off here, you get on this train. There were three trains. And then one that went, the one at the end goes all the way to the airport. Well, I slowly realized that train number one is not the one that is on my list, but it was in the location that that one was. And so I got off it, and I tried to backtrack, but you can't just backtrack. And I eventually was able to find out from a uh, station manager <coughs> that a train route had changed and an announcement had been made, but it was only made in Japanese, and I didn't understand it. So, kind of important. I, I did eventually... <clears throat> day that I went out to Harajuku district, I did find Minoru Suzuki's shop and bought a shirt there because you do not go in Suzuki's shop and don't buy something. He wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure he would find out you know, where you live and have you killed. Because, you know, that's what Murder Grandpa does. Um, his shop is basically like this one-car garage downstairs in a building. Um, concrete floor, some shirt racks along the walls and stuff. Um, but he was there for a lot of the time. He just pretty much shows up whenever he feels like it. Um, so he wasn't there when I was there, but I did find his shop and did properly patronize it. So that was um, As far as the show itself went, if you check out the pictures on my Facebook feed, my seat was pretty good, but it was sort of behind one of the support beams, which did eventually become kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, it, it's the support beam that Will Osprey climbed up and did a flip off of, so that was kind of neat. But yeah, we were, we were pretty much the whole rest of the time, it was like you know, couldn't see anything on the floor. Um, they did make really good use of their monitors, though. Um, some of it was just 
crazy loud, like um, the pre-show rumble, when Jushin Liger came out, the noise was unreal. It is crazy how beloved that guy still is. And it's honestly kind of an awesome thing to see. Um, For some of them, uh, just, you know, clapping along to their music with 43,000 other people. That's how many people were there. Yeah. Um, it was 35,000 paid and the rest were comps, prizes, stuff like that. But you're still looking at 43,000 people when last year it was like 26,000. So you're looking at almost 10,000 increase, all of which are not due purely to Omega and Jericho, despite what people (laughs) will tell you. Sure, it's part of it, but they can't take credit for the whole thing because day one ticket sales for this were just off the chart crazy. So you've been to now you've been to WrestleMania and Wrestle Kingdom, just like like. So I know the environment at, at WrestleMania and I know the atmosphere and how that feels. So, like, describe the atmosphere as compared to like a WrestleMania. I think the biggest difference is the fans at Wrestle Kingdom, even though they are very loud, they are very passionate, they are very behind whoever they're cheering at the moment. They're there to watch. They're not there to insert themselves in anything. People don't have big posters and signs. They make signs, yeah, but they're small ones. And they literally just hold them up when whoever that person is makes their entrance. The entire time I was there, nobody got out of their seat. Not one person ever stood up. Um, wait, except for when the Okada Bucks were falling from the ceiling, then were running to get those, but even then they were running like bent over so they weren't blocking anybody's line of vision. <laughs> um, seriously, people were finding their seats or coming and going pretty much through the whole show, but they would always do it like either bent over or, you know, being very cognizant of the fact that they could be blocking other people from seeing the show. Um, the only chanting at Wrestle Kingdom is the name of somebody. Um, whether it's during, most of them don't get name chants during their entrance, but you know, during the match, people might start chanting, but it's always a name and that's it. So, with the exception of a couple of uh, unfortunate stereotypes, um, there's really not the idea that I've seen at WrestleManias where the audience is there to be part of the show, too. At Wrestle Kingdom, they are there to watch, appreciate, and that's it. So it's a little different in that respect. And uh, the people who still want to say that, oh, well, fans over there are just you know, quiet and reserved, Okay, go back and replay some of those because <laughs> um, that's not true at all. And 
honestly, it's never been really true, but it's definitely not true in any significant way now. Um, another thing is people don't boo people. They boo action, and those are very fluctuating. So they can be hearing somebody's name, and then that person can do something untoward. They will boo that, and then they'll be cheering them again by the end of the match, and that's completely normal. Um, you don't boo if your guy loses. Um, you don't have any of that. Um, so I guess for me, just being of the personality type that I am, it was a much more pleasant audience sure. to be in because you didn't have people, you know, trying to hijack anything, trying to draw attention to themselves, trying to be hateful about anything. You're just enjoying the show along with everybody else. Much as you can enjoy the show when the pain match you went for doesn't end how you wanted it to. <laughs> oh my god, that was brutal. That was so hard. That was, I mean, I, I, I was literally shocked. Silent. I'm just sitting there trying to process what he, he lost. No! No, 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 that's not what's supposed to happen. And the whole section got really quiet. And it wasn't like all of a sudden, everybody hated Okada. It was so many people had thought this match is going to end a certain way. Right. And there really was no good reason for it not to. And so when that happened, everybody's just confused. Like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that was tough. That was that was a really tough. One. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of bitter about that. I know there's all these speculations going on now about, oh well, here's probably what's going to happen, and the long-term plan, and this and that. Like, okay, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't care about any of that because that's an absolutely perfect moment that you only get once. And this is where there's an unfortunate tendency with New Japan fans to totally you know, idolize and worship Ghetto as a booker the way a lot of people do Vince as a businessman and a promoter and all those other things. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, because he's done these good things, everything he does is great, you don't know anything, <laughs> and you need to shut up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know that long-term booking thing? How did that work out for Shibata, huh? <laughs> If you wait too long, bad things can happen. And Naito himself has said he's one knee injury away from not being able to walk again. He's had more than one. And if you haven't seen it, go back and watch his interview. And I'm telling you, it was every bit as loud as it comes across on video, I mean, it was hard to hear the music. That is how loud the cheering for him was. 
and while I don't doubt he can hold on to that, this was a was a journey that was literally four and a half years in the making. People are not going to wait forever. And I really don't want to see him penalized because of it. I mean, they, they had the perfect moment and they didn't take it. I really don't care what the justification is. I stand by the fact that that was a poor decision. Just because somebody has been known to pull off really awesome and I will give Ghetto all the credit in the world for doing a lot of really great things, but he's fucked up a lot too. And <laughs> I, Junior Division, um, <laughs> both of them really. Junior tag titles, the Young Bucks winning again. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you could have had Rapongi 3K go over with the most decorated tag team pretty much in the world and cement them as bona fide megas to carry the junior division in their promotion and, and whoever ultimately beats them would be really amazing. But no, let's give a seventh title reign to people who don't even work for you full time. <laughs> they even said that they were on the Goldberg schedule. And what does that do? Plus, if you, if you watch the actual match, they let the Bucks be way too dominant, and that's a problem with the junior tag division and the junior division in general, is that the Westerners get to be too dominant too often. That's why guys like Bushi will see things like you know, uh, the Gaijin have made the junior division matches the piss break said that more than once very vocal <laughs> about the fact that the Japanese junior heavyweights get screwed over a lot not wrong so, see how it goes but yeah soul the term for that moment um, yeah I'll get over it but that day is not today <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys want to do... Uh... So, so I think Noyce is sleeping. No, I'm here. I heard, I heard it sounded like someone was sleeping. Well, not me this time. Not me either. That's probably the Emmett Oilers are about to play the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, Robo-G. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm excited for us to show anyway. Fuck you. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, what do you All say right. we do break song and... Uh... Yeah. We'll come back in about six and a half minutes, JT, so you know how long you have. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, it's my song this week, and uh, so I picked another, uh, I picked a band full of uh, fellow New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. Uh, They're my boys, The Long Cold Dark, Uh, and this song is called One Part Disappointment, Two Parts Apathy, on Board Wrestling Fan. Any second now to start. Here it comes. Right now.
the long, cold, dark board wrestling fan. You know where else it's long and cold and dark? Right here. Winner. In JT Land! <laughs> right here in JT Land. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me get my shit up. Uh, I kind of... Um, uh, you caught me off guard. Ooh. Let's see here. Oh, <laughs> I got to get the dock up. Oh, I got to get the dock up first. I didn't even... I, I didn't even think I'm like, I'm watching the Bills game because Jacksonville scored a touchdown. So. I, got the, I got the dock up. I got the Bills game. I got the Sabres. I got it all going right now. Yeah, I know. It will. So I had to fix myself a drink too. So yeah, I had to do that too. I, I had to. I had to finish off the IPA, the IPA whiskey. <laughs> so, um, so Virgil and Sheik stuff. Rams look like the jabronis, Bubba. And yeah, so in, in the doc it says Gene Simmons news. I actually get emails from G, from saying Gene Simmons from Gene Simmons. Whoever sends them out saying Gene Simmons <laughs> this week in Gene Simmons. Most jabronis don't know they are the jabronis. Only the Jesus or the Rob Thomas music can help them. <laughs> Somebody tell me the sloppy Steve and the crooked Hillary. Please go, please both go fuck the dead dog till minimum 2024, or are they real? God bless the Jesus. He always respects the re legend. I don't think, oh yeah, that, that did say Jesus. That's right. It was a picture of him. <laughs> Who is the fucking legend? The Alex Trebek forever the real. God bless him. I beat the fuck out of the Pat Sajak if he fucked with me. If he fucked with the Alex, I love him forever. If 2007... These are the Virgil tweets that I picked out. If 2017 is any indication of what 2018 is going to be, my bowls of spaghetti are going to be pretty big. <laughs> I'm going to convert most of my contract from pounds, dollars, a new Bitcoin I call crypto fuck money. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Okay, let me get the boom boom. Uh, this is what happens when I listen to music before the show. My iTunes shows up. Kayfabe news. There's some good ones this week. I'm going to run them down. Delusional Trump claims to be in WWE Hall of Fame. I'll <laughs> uh, no, go down a little ways. Let's see, where was the last one I did? From two weeks ago. Ah, here we go. Becky Lynch attacks AJ Styles to avenge her sister Claire. <laughs> shocking former shocking video shows former wrestling star behaving normally at, at an indie show. Ooh. Texas Sexist women-only Royal Rumble unfairly excludes male wrestlers. Tony Robot added to Disney's Hall of Presidents. WWE airing live Raw on Christmas because McMahon's still trying to one-up God. <laughs> Transcripts reveal X-Pac's educated beat. No, no, don't buzz me, I'm right. Transcripts reveal Xbox educated feet never even finished high school. Ooh. McMahon announces la launch of if new extreme curling league, XCL. There you go, <laughs> G. For you. Five wrestlers you didn't realize portrayed the Rey Mysterio character. I'll run them through real quick. Number five, Oscar Gutierrez. 
Number four, Rob Van Dam. Number three, The Big Show. Number two, Scotty Too Hotty. And number one, Hunico. <laughs> Bobby Roode's starting to wonder if he comes off a tad arrogant. Scotty Too Hotty and Too Cold Scorpio joined forces as tag team room temperature. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins undefeated all year. <coughs> Due to popular demand, in quotes, WrestleMania to be held four times a year. WWE announces historic all-men lingerie pillow fight. <laughs> Unprecedented! Two out of three falls match ends at second fall. That's why, and this is the last one, the final, last but not least, and this, this comes convenient since Drow just talked spent the, most of the last hour talking about it. Texas New Japan Pro Wrestling has no wrestle queendom. <laughs> and let's see, that's about it. That's all I got this week, I think. Let's see. Yep, pretty much. Uh, yep, that's it for me this week. Cheers. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Uh, things and stuff. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Although I did want to say, like, one of the things that, going back to, uh, like, the Omega-Jericho match, like, the uh, the entrance Omega did kind of made me mark out a little bit because it was an homage to Destiny. <laughs> I didn't realize it at first, and I looked it up to confirm it. Yeah, it was uh, <coughs> uh, a little tip of the hat to uh, the uh, Osiris DLC that came out recently. It's funny because because Drow mentioned the uh, the the like the trusses that were holding up the uh, like center light you know video thing or whatever uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah. that were blocking her view there. And my my girlfriend is like completely like all about stage lighting and stuff like that. So like she came home uh, during that match and she she was like. She saw Omega jump off of the thing, and she's like, "Was that there just for that, or was that there like?" I said, no, I'm pretty sure that was there because like it was blocking people's views. <laughs> Cantonese corner with noise. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty tired, so just a beautiful proverb for you. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift, and that's why they call it Rusev Day. Ah. <laughs> Every day is Rusev Day. Every day yeah, is right. Rusev Day. <laughs> in, Soviet, in Soviet Russia, day is Rusev. What did they do in Belarus, though? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, because mm. he's, he's from Belarus, man. No, he's Bulgarian. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Rusev. I knew he wasn't Russian, though. That was just Lana. <laughs> That's WWE logic. All of Europe is one country, right? Exactly. Except for the UK. In WWE logic, in WWE logic, anything outside, nothing, anything, anything outside the, the US is Russia. 
Right, exactly. When, when they say if it didn't happen here, it didn't happen, they don't mean the WWE. They mean America. Right. <laughs> oh, you're, he's, my, JT, you're right. I, I do remember uh, Brett the Bolshevik Hart. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, pretty tight. <laughs> remember, oh, do you guys remember that match that he had with, um, what was his, I, Ivan Bulldog? It was a proletariat match, I think. <laughs> I can't remember who won. Oh wait, everybody won. <laughs> they all got to get in the uh, bread line right after. Good time. Good time. No, they had that match instead of bread. <laughs> Hammer still on a pool match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wrestling Paris is a normal match, you know. Right. All right. So, new year, new alternative facts. This is, this is, this is, this is stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to not now Kansas City Chiefs. I'm in the fucking end zone. Dot bitches love my new haircut. Dot waybackmachine.org. No fucking buddy. Dot JT. Dot suck it. Dot even though we're still buddies. Dot too bad. Sure. Told you that would be. <laughs> Keep my promises. Friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. Our condolences to the friends and family of Mountain Fiji on her passing Wednesday at the age of 60. Fiji, real name Emily Dole, was an excellent amateur athlete who qualified for the Olympic trials in shot put back in 1982 before going uh, before joining the Glorious Ladies of Wrestling, or GLOW, a few years later. Uh, she also made cameos in TV shows like Mama's Family and Son-in-Law outside of her wrestling career. I think... Did she ever make it on Married with Children? She was one of the ones they used on that, right? Or no? That was a different... I... All I know is that the one I remember is the big the, the big one that wanted to wrestle Andre the Giant. That's the only one I recognize from that show that was on Married with Children. She could have been. I, I. That's the only... The, the, I, could, I couldn't... The only yeah, memorable big, big one... Big Bad was Mama the... was for sure on there. Yeah. But... That's the only one I could... I, that's the only one I actually remember from, from Glow. <laughs> That made any impact. The other ones, I just I don't even remember anything on. So yeah, I don't, I don't either. I can know there there was probably cameos because they did scenes where they were like in the background, but they were focusing on on Big Bad Mama and like when she did the splash on Al off the mm -hmm. top rope, right? Yeah, classic. Well, what isn't what what else? What do you do that wasn't classic? Come on. Ah, uh, well. I don't know. Come on, he saved. He saved. He saved. He saved. He 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 his ancestors put a curse on Lower Unkton, and he said he ended the curse by you know, he and he ended it. Come on, just by being Al Bundy. <laughs> and he also scored four touchdowns in one game. Yep. Polkai's yeah. only only undefeated season and only only city championship. Meanwhile, in this NFL game, there's only been one touchdown. Sometimes my girlfriend does that, but only when hold, but only when my friend Dave's around. For some reason, she doesn't like it when I try to flirt with her while they're holding hands. That from J W Axelman on Reddit. According, I just really like that comment. Yeah, according to Mike Johnson, the Slammy Awards are for the time being as good as dead in WWE and won't be brought back for at least several years. But BWF will still have our awards for some reason, so fuck them. Wrestle Kingdom 12 spoilers. New Japan Pro Wrestling finally made it to the mainstream. 
People on Squared Circle are, a butch are now bitching about their booking. Congratulations to New Japan Pro Wrestling. They finally made it. Uh, that from I Am A World Champion AMA on Reddit. Even though the reported attendance at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom 12 was 34,995, that didn't include comps and sponsored seats, putting the total attendance at around 43,000. Brad Maddox shoots hard on NXT women's title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just said that was perfect. That was... Brad Maddox. <laughs> so good. That from Paul Heyman's ponytail on uh, on Reddit. <laughs> there is a good chance Bobby Lashley will sign with WWE again when his Impact contract runs out. We all love Bobby, don't we? <laughs> I know, I know. That's the thing. Especially, especially um, President Reality Star. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's great, but he's no Shelton Benjamin. No. But he is a genius. At least someone got that fuck. I I never live in your country. Come on, <laughs> Jesus! While Jericho is jerking himself off in Japan, we just announced the Ooze Cruise. This is my ship now, says Roman Reigns. Ooh <laughs> With special guest appearances by Pitbull, VKM, Logan Paul, Tyrese, and the executive producers of Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> and from uh, PJP twenty eight eighty seven ten on Reddit. You're the real captain now, Roman. <laughs> Shane McMahon is reportedly, quote, penciled in for a major WrestleMania match this year. Oh, what a shock. I know, right? John. He's not the type that would insert himself into anything. <laughs> There's going to be a lot joking there somewhere. Kevin Owens again, I guess. Probably got, what else would it be at this point? Well, there's a lot of wild speculation, of course. There's just Daniel Bryan, who's totally going to wrestle again. Totally, guys. This time, definitely, guys. He's really wrestling. Well, they got to be building up to something with this shit they're booking on SmackDown. No, they you know, are. Some kind of heel turn thing, but... Well, I, I did hear someone point out that a way they could keep Bryan as a face is to have this be some scheme by Bryan to get um, Owens and... Zane to fight over who gets to pin AJ and be champion. Mm. I can but see that. It, it, Daniel Bryan's not going to wrestle for again. At not this point, that would be, be so yeah, it would be so bizarre. Like just considering all of the shit that they've sure. done for the last two years since since you well, it's about two years now, right? I, I don't know if it's in the notes because I don't have them open, but speculation is. From Big Dick Dave himself, that they're trying to make him a heel to undermine his drawing potential when he leaves them to wrestle oh, again. Jesus, because <laughs> like that's if gonna they help. make him a heel and send him out the company on a bad note. People won't want to follow him. That, yeah, that's totally not gonna work. <laughs> the fans never got behind him when he was a heel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 never happened. I mean, even <laughs> I had a chance about that. Like, no, no, I don't like me. <laughs> Well, I don't know what they're doing. I, I, I didn't see a lot of the WWE over the last couple of weeks, but I caught... Yeah, it, it was Friday before I realized I hadn't watched SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I caught a bit, of, a bit of it here and there. It was kind of... Uh... I mean, what, what's the alternative be? Shane turns heel? What, what, why? Is he... I mean, Shane's already showing heel tendencies 
but against heels. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? Right. I don't know, man. Like, I, I've been a little bit out of the loop with some of the stories, but I remember seeing the bit on SmackDown where, like, he told him to believe right at the end of the match. But yeah. He didn't actually believe. And then all the shenanigans happened or whatever. So this was uh, not this past Tuesday, but the previous Tuesday on SmackDown, uh, the day after Christmas. Um, Shane came out. He was trying to get Sami Zayn away from ringside during a match between Owens and Styles. Uh, Zayn had gotten up on the apron, didn't really cause a lot of like interference in the match, but Shane was like, dude, you got to get the fuck out of here. So Shane comes out, tells the referee to throw Sami Zayn out. As the referee is throwing Sami Zayn out, he's paying attention to Zayn and McMahon arguing um, and misses a uh, pinfall for AJ. Uh, and when AJ gets up to confront the referee, Owens rolls, rolls him up and pins him. Yeah, they, they did a reverse of that this week with Basically, AJ against Zayn. Basically, trying to kick uh, the other one out, and yeah, shenanigans. Basically, Shane says, you know, Owens has to leave, and Brian go, uh, grabs the microphone and says, hey, if you're kicking him out, you get out too. Yeah, yeah, that was the bit, I saw that for sure. And then uh, that, uh, you know, in the in the disruption, AJ lost to Sami Zayn. So, and then they made this match for the Royal Rumble where Owens and Zayn are going to face... Styles in a two-on-one match for the WWE Championship. People are messaging me. That should Second be muted. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't hear that. <laughs> How dare they communicate? <laughs> yeah. No, that was coming through on my other computer, so you didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, shit, that shouldn't have been coming through. Like, oh, look, it didn't. Anyways, uh, where are we here? Uh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to Christy Hemi on giving birth to quadruplets, three boys and one girl, and all the best to her and Charlie Patterson on their growing family. A lot of kids. Yeah. R.I.P. that woman's insides. Yeah, right. <laughs> WTF, I like Jay White now, says the Goddard on Reddit. Brock Lesnar's current WWE contract expires in April unless a new one is negotiated, but has clauses that could extend into the summer if exercised. Beth Phoenix, a.k.a. Beth Copeland, former WWE superstar and wife of Adam Edge Copeland, will be doing commentary for the WWE's Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook. We uh, we kind of touched on that a little bit. It, what that is, is that's all mixed tag team matches. Yeah. So that'll but be... I, I, it's not intergender, so they got a tag in and all type of deal. Right. And it's only going to be on the U.S. Facebook... Um... It's also what I heard recently, so it will be a Facebook exclusive, but only... It's going to be a geo-box. Interesting. I can't 100% confirm that. Oh, I can find it if I wanted to, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not... I, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not watching NXT. I'm definitely watching that. So. Yeah. It's NXT I would like to watch if I gave a damn enough to put that much time in. That's the only reason I'm not watching it. Sure, same here. Too yeah, much that's why I don't watch it. 
I kind of want to, but I just I'd rather sit on my couch <laughs> than in front of a computer. I still gotta rectify that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what 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 the point of it really is, because like unless they put unless they put more eyeballs on it, then how can this really cross over into you know the main programming without it? Just I don't know. It seems kind of like they're shooting themselves in the foot from the beginning if they want to experiment. Why why wouldn't they just fucking ungeoblock it? Like unless they've got some kind of dry cast rates with other countries. But they fucking can geoblock individual countries. Like that's so dumb. Like I said, I, I'm not watching it so I shouldn't bitch about it much, but it from like right. just a broadcasting standpoint, it's very illogical and I agree. Yeah. I hate that lazy part-timers like Brock Lesnar and John Cena take main event spots from hard-working vanilla midgets. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my god, Jericho's facing Nido? Squee! <laughs> that from Liam Bolton Books on Reddit. This has got to be that damn double C. Chris Benoit murder spree set to Africa by Toto. <laughs> from Electro Tano on Reddit. <laughs> I did see someone put the Hell in a Cell Mick Foley <laughs> falling through the cage to that, but I oh jeez, <laughs> there was something about Africa with uh, being like I, I saw a whole bunch of shit on the internet. So there's something going on at some point during the holidays, but I never figured out like the origin, or if it's just one of those things that happened for any reason, you know, because shrug. <laughs> It's because Africa is an amazing song. Right, it's true. <laughs> Says some people. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I'll see it when it's on, but I, 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 I'll, I'll beg you never if it's an amazing song. But then again, this is a guy who thinks who thinks Never Gonna Give You Up is a, is a kick-ass song, so what, what do I know? <laughs> but it is a kick-ass song. Yeah. All right, Total Divas still on? Yes? No? Here's the preview. How dare you? The whole Airbud pentology is genius in cinema at its absolute best. The intricate, character-driven plots and multi-movie story arches hark back to Charles Dickens. Even the spin-off content, produced mainly to fill the supposed plot holes of the main movies, were so well-made and written with such elegance and verbosity that it makes one wonder if they had been planned from the very beginning. The stressful intra-family dynamics portrayed in the film give such a poignant parallel to our own human lives. Buddy is constantly struggling to balance his hectic life as a sports superstar, a loving partner to Molly, and as a good role model to his five children. Yet Buddy's inability to handle all three tasks at once show that he possesses human characteristics. Buddy is a workaholic from a blue-collar town, always looking for that next job by which to support his family, and as a result neglects Molly and the ever-rebellious Buddies. The Buddies, having little contact with their father, are constantly forced to act as adults at too young an age. Being denied their childhood, they become runaway pups and eventually turn to a life of vigilante crime. <laughs> this is over the course of the entire franchise uh, that we see Buddies start as a young blue-collar dog who hit upon the American dream, turning into a well-meaning but ill-prepared father whose unrealistic ideals end up manifesting in his children. It's beautiful, but you don't get that, do you? This series touches upon so many cultural phenomenon which are synonymous with being a modern-day human, but views them through the, uh, through the naive and hopeful eyes of humans' closest allies. From the scathing religious commentary of Santa Buddies in 2009, to the critical, honest, and honestly surprising wide-reaching look... <laughs> 
I almost got through without laughing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> honestly, honest and honestly, surprisingly wide-reaching look at the modern-day gladiators that are American football players and Air Bud Golden Receiver in 1998. It's almost impossible to deny. It's almost impossible to deny Air Bud's prominent role in the advancement of American culture in the last 20 years. It's fabulous, genius. Each film a magnum opus, and you call it a cash-grabbing hunk of shit. You, who hasn't seen the main Airbug pentology, much less the lesser side of works like Monkey Up 2016 or Russell Pandas in 2015? Have you even read his buddy biography, Go Buddy, in 2012, chronicling the light of his life and fight with cancer? Thought not. How can you have an informed opinion on anything if you don't even bother to stay informed? Honestly disgraceful, and you should have withheld your opinion on the matter. R.I.P. Airbud. <laughs> This, this, folks, this is what happens when G has a lot of time off from work. Oh, wow. Gotta come prepared for those uh, episodes where the news is short. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Well, I, I could tell you guys all about, um, you know, my ex's best friend, but, you know, you know, that's... Basically re reiterated the the one hit one one date wonder even though we didn't really go out on a date bullshit so you know that's really all I had extra to add. Oh, I am a big fan of bullshit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But wait, I don't think we can do. I don't think we can go anything after that. That was just too epic for. <laughs> that was probably the most epic way we could probably ever close out a show. Besides, if my brother the, the week my brother showed up. Post show. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was legendary. Got to get him back on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, he left right before the show, and then he hasn't been back since. He's probably Ubering. <laughs> so, you know, he's got to make that pop money. So, oh. Those tenders don't pay for themselves. <laughs> I almost, I got, I got, I got, I almost bought him because his birthday was over the break too. I almost bought him a, bought him a Tully's gift card. And go, here's your fucking tenders. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I did buy him his tenders, I, I did buy him his tenders at the fair. Got this new at the state fair, and they were Tully's tenders. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I had some tenders yesterday. They were pretty good. Ah, preformed chicken pieces. Mm -hmm, good. Hey, gotta get my game somehow, bro. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Had to figure out which one was so the picture. Nothing to do with. Well, it, that made me think of it. Um, just sitting in a place as big as the dome and hearing Takamichinoku's music kick in with the "Taka is coming, motherfucker!" Out as it could possibly be, and everybody's just sitting there like, "Oh, okay." Apparently, you can say that in English, and it's all right. And I, I was just cackling on the inside. <laughs> that, that is one of my favorite parts of New Japan, just hearing 
big gaijin wrestlers scream obscenities that the Japanese people don't understand. <laughs> Everybody's totally cool. I think Prince Devitt is the only one who ever got in trouble. <laughs> well, I remember it, someone did get in trouble for it, yeah. I know he did because you know, his first incarnation of Bullet Club did take it a bit far for the programming, but I didn't know Taka was in the Rumble match, and then his music came on, and I'm just laughing. Everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Anybody have anything they'd like to add? <sighs> nah. Wait, what? Huh? What? 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 Where? Why? When? Why? How? Who? Oh, oh, oh! Mr. Carter! No. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Where is Vinny Barbarino when you need him? <laughs> For at El Generico, at Random Redhead, at Mark underscore Noise, at Book Junkie Jaina, at G of the Internet, I am at Think So Joe. We are at Bird Wrestling Fin. You can follow this podcast. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Uh, you can listen to the podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern live on BoardWrestlingFan.com or download us afterwards on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, BodySlam.net, Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold. Don't forget MoviePoopShoot.com. <laughs> I'm a big star there.